There's no place in the world like Rodeo Drive. I'm Pari Eason, your host. And I'm your field correspondent, Jason E.C. Wright. Welcome to Rodeo Drive, the podcast. On today's show, Brunello Cuccinelli is known as the king of cashmere, but he wants to do right by the people. Beauty is not only in how you dress, but how you behave, making sure that the community benefits from the presence of all of us. That's Carolina Cuccinelli, daughter of Brunello. I'll be talking to her as part of a look into the latest at the house of Brunello Cuccinelli, which Jason and I both love. Definitely. And for context, Brunello Cuccinelli, Italian brand, based in Solomeo, it's a small hamlet in Italy. He started the brand in 1978, and it's really sweet because he actually moved all of the manufacturing to Solomeo because that's where his wife was from, and he wanted to build up the town, but also wanted to make clothing that reflected the way that he lived, but also to honor the workers that are there, which is kind of a hard thing to do when you're making luxury garments, but you still want to take care of people. But the way that the things feel, oh, I talk about that later. How did you get into the brand itself? How did you get introduced to Brunello? You know, I, I view Brunello as the highest luxury cashmere is just like the materials and the color palette mm. and that level of personal touch is just one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And then learning more about their attitude towards humanist entrepreneurial practices and about the lovely hamlet that they've completely restored and made into this cultural hotbed. Absolutely. So Jason, you visited the boutique on Rodeo Drive. Tell us about it and tell us about the new collection. For the moment I walked through the door, definitely sent into a moment of reverie and wonder. So here we are on Rodeo Drive, walking into Brunello Cuccinelli. And when you walk into the space, you're immediately calm. Being in Los Angeles, you get a lot of the kerfuffle and all of the traffic and the noise. And then you walk in here and it's this oasis of muted palettes. You have almost like a rectangular uh, inlay where the lights are and the ceiling and then every different cubby hole throughout the store looks like it's your ideal closet, what you wish that you would have. To your left is most of the menswear. To the right, you're gonna find the women's collections and in the center are these beautiful wood pieces. They kind of evoke a bit of a Donald Judd, but a bit more, um, dare I say, polished on certain levels, but very raw on others to kind of show Brunello's commitment to craft. Looking at the menswear side of things, there's a consistent palette of sand, cream, gray, a little bit of this blush lavender, and you feel that the shoes that are placed very neatly underneath each of these collections, just one pair of well-made shoes, almost to say that this is where you can walk in, this is where you can come and literally walk in our shoes and explore our world. The hand and the feel of a lot of these fabrics It makes you want to stay within them. You can tell that it's going to drape on the body. So as I'm touching a gray melange suit jacket that's unstructured on the inside, this is a blazer that is going to wear like a hoodie, but look like a thousand bucks, which is probably the price tag. You can do a lot 
with very few pieces and know that you'll be speaking in a language that a few people would understand but everyone would appreciate. On the women's side, you have what is considered the opera collection, opera meaning masterpiece. You have a shawl cardigan with no buttons, just meant to hang with these feathered accents at intermittent places on it, so it almost looks like you are floating within this. And inside of it, there are woven these very small, almost like sequins that reflect the light in such a way that you don't notice them immediately and then it looks like a million cameras have flashed. The thing that makes Brunello stand out, of course, is the commitment to craft. This is not fast fashion. Actually, it's more along the lines of a slow fashion. So there's only so much that can be produced by hand within human hours, within a certain set of time. Which means that if you see a piece specifically in the opera collection, there are hundreds of hours that goes into each of these pieces. What you see today may not be here tomorrow or next week. There are other pieces you can get, but once this is sold out for the season, that's it. This is human-scale capitalism from a conscious standpoint of making sure that we made the most that we could at the quality level so that it wouldn't be diminished. And this is what you have. Get it while it's here, while it moves you. There are swatches of fabric and pocket squares made of cotton and raw silks that are here in the center, but all of this lays a foundation for Brunello Cutinelli's collaboration with Oliver Peoples. This is an ongoing collaboration that the two companies have entered into. So you have a selection in this collaboration from Wayfair-inspired sunglasses to Mad Men-era-inspired optical lenses that have clip-on sunglasses. So you'll be able to get the utility of that while still maintaining a very slim profile. It looks like something that they'll be rolling out for years to come. But then you look beyond this, there is a space for you to sit. There are comfortable chairs. There is a shawl here that is no doubt manufactured somewhere within the hamlet. And there are books that have been selected here by Brunello himself. You have everything from Mark Twain to Daniel Defoe. You have... Charles Dickens, but you also have photo books on Seekers of Italy, California, Entryways of Milan, all the way down to Aristotle, Othello, and Pride and Prejudice. It just goes to show the through line of Brunello's commitment to culture and to bringing the arts to the forefront and treating fashion, again, as a space for you to create artful objects that you can be a steward of, not just to own, but to take care of. And the one thing that is always a standout Brunello still commits to printing a limited number of linen, hard-bound books around each collection, each season, that its clients consistently collect. And the most recent one here is highlighting his designation from September of 2021 as Designer of the Year by British GQ. So from the Brunello Cuccinelli store here at 2 Rodeo, I'm going to sit and enjoy this book and this wonderful espresso that the staff has been kind enough to bring me. And I'll throw it back to you, Perry. Wow, Jason, that sounds absolutely incredible. But what about you? You got to talk to Carolina Cuccinelli, the daughter of Brunello. Oh, it was, it was wonderful to hear her perspective. I reached her at our office in Solomeo, where the Cuccinelli family lives and the company is headquartered. I asked her first about growing up in Solomeo and how it shapes her life and her approach to the art of living. Yes, growing up in a little town uh, was important for me. 
I have the, I had a carefree childhood, playing in the square with my friends, and it was great. I remember when I was little, I spent a lot of time with the artisans who work in the company with with us, and they give me this passion of of this work, and this is so important. I have to say that the decision to stay in Solomeo was because of uh, this passion that I have uh, is very strong for for this work. And uh, I'm lucky to be able to travel all over the world uh, to get a different culture, meet different people. But at the same time, I know that uh, I can return in my little town where I came back to the lifestyle that giving me a peace, a kind of peace. And uh, I like to uh, raise my son with the same feeling if it's possible. And it's not always easy to be a young woman, uh, a mother, and uh, I love my job. And sometimes it's quite hard to, to work outside of my comfort zone. But I see this like a a challenge and uh, that uh, for sure teach me a lot, a lot of things. So another thing that's very intriguing is your father has these 10 rules of humanistic capitalism. Could you explain those? Yes, there are not exactly 10 rules, (laughs) but there are more uh, (laughs) principles of life. Right. I think the word respect is the most closely tied of our family and our company to have respect for place, people, work, and also for make garment. Mm -hmm. Not to feel like a a owner, but more a custodian uh, for a period of the time. And so to take care of things and improve them for those who will come after after us mm-hmm. and uh, to have a right balance between the profit and giving back to improve improve the community where we live and uh, i don't know if you have, if you ever ever seen uh, our little hamlet solomeo but i'm very passionate about art and all the family uh, is passionate about that and we try to create a kind of uh, arts forum and there is a little theater a little amphitheater Mm -hmm. and uh, we try to create a lot of connection with the musician uh, with uh, um, actors uh, uh, and for this Solomeo became a kind of uh, mix and match an infusion of uh, different culture. Yes, it does. Infusion seems like exactly the perfect way of describing the beauty and the culture that's embedded and that you're all sharing. It seems like very much of an exchange. I would love to talk about your father's ideas around sustainability, that balance between profit and between giving back. How does that play out on Rodeo Drive? Me and my husband, Alessio, we have a very strong relationship with Los Angeles and we spend a lot of time there. And it's a city that welcomes us and uh, where we're feeling at home. We invite uh, 
all the people that work with us to spend two or three weeks years with us in Italy uh, so they can get more close, uh, they can breathe a little bit more the brand philosophy, uh-huh. they can, can know the artisan uh, who work with us and bring this kind of respect that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they can become a kind of ambassador of our brand all over the world. This is very important for us. And also I saw that you've shot uh, two of your recent spring campaigns in Los Angeles. One I saw at the Pierre Koenig stall house, the, the yeah. iconic case study house, which translated so beautifully uh, with your spring ready-to-wear collection. And then I also saw that you shot at the Bradbury building for your sunglasses collaboration with Oliver Peoples. Can you talk about why you chose those locations? Yes, absolutely. It's not the first time that we shot in Los Angeles, but we chose the Statal House as a, a kind of um, uh, homage to an iconic location of the city with a gorgeous view of the skyline. Mm-hmm. But with the collaboration with Oliver People, we decided to shoot in the Bradbury building because uh, for us uh, is a kind of a little heart of the cinema and uh, are located in the heart of the city too. And uh, for us is a perfect union of Solomeo and LA because it's a majestic place with a beautiful history. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that goes, that feeds into, you know, how you maintain the interest in heirloom pieces in a time where there's also throwaway fashion and fast fashion. I, I was wondering, are there any other ways that you do that, that you maintain interest in, in keeping something that's forever, that's passed down to future generations? Yes, our work is an artisan work. Behind our company are beautiful stories of families who carry on the knowledge of manual work. And each season we try to reinterpret the trend using the Cucinelli identity. And in 2013, uh, we funded the trade school in Solomeo in order to bring a younger generation into this world. Our artisans becomes the teacher and the young men and young, we- and young women from all over the world can come and learn the craftsmanship. And this is our fundamental for our company. And the young people are paid as if they working and they come out of the program with a diploma, a tailor, for an example. Oh, wow. they, they can use this diploma where they want. So we don't lose this kind of knowledge. And we try to create a collection with an idea of uh, uh, items durable uh, with high quality of fiber, like cashmere. So we try to use the, a lot of careful to create uh, uh, a garment with a, a, a long uh, lasting appeal. And it's very important that I think the younger generation uh, want to buy less, but buy better. This is very sustainability. And uh, it's important to tell the story of our items uh, for that. Your father has stated that beauty is a symbol of the morally good. What does that mean? Beauty is not only in uh, how you dress, 
but how you behave, making sure that the community benefit from the presence of all of us. And uh, yes, is that. So fashion, art and music are, are central to your interests. How do they come together as part of your total vision for Brunello Cuccinelli? We like the idea to using our channel to tell authentic story of young people because it's important to to tell to the to the young generation that no that doesn't exist the perfect life mm -hmm. and uh, it's important to let the young generation who they should never abandon their dreams they should fight for them this is important so what's new and on the horizon for Brunello Cuccinelli Absolutely feels most uh, urgent for me right now is uh, to return to a world of peace and respect for all. Because if we have peace and respect, for, for sure we can make a beautiful project together. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Carolina. Thank you to you. I'm, thank you so much. I'm very, it's a big honor for me to be here with you. Thank you so much and hope you see you in Los Angeles next time. Yes, definitely. Looking forward to that. <laughs> that was Carolina Cuccinelli. I'm Parry Eason. And I'm Jason E.C. Wright. On the next episode, we'll look at how the boutiques on Rodeo Drive continue to evolve. They become destinations for new art projects and much, much more. And I'll speak with the perfect person for this. Antoine Sargent, the writer, editor, and curator who is always in the vanguard of fashion and art. Rodeo Drive, the podcast, is presented by the Rodeo Drive Committee with the support of the City of Beverly Hills. To Rodeo Drive, the Heyman family, Beverly Wilshire, Four Seasons Hotel, the Beverly Hills Conference and Visitors Bureau, and MCM. Rodeo Drive, the podcast, is written by Francis Anderton with editing and videography by Hans Fjolstad. Brian Banks composed the theme music. Grace Fu is the production assistant. The executive producer is Lynn Winter. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on Instagram at Rodeo Drive. See, See you on, on the, the street. street.